0: Everybody loves the way too early designation. So let's do a way too early defensive too deep pre-fall camp for this defense that will finish top three in the Big 12 in 2023.
1: You are Locked On
0: Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. We are available on all of your podcasting platforms as well as visually on YouTube. You can find me personally on Twitter at All Day O State. Today, we we're brought to you by Bird Dogs because uh, they're the bee's knees of all clothing brands right now. So, Last season, Oklahoma State defense finished ranked 8th in totals in the Big 12. Not a good metric to live by, especially whenever you consider the previous year Oklahoma State finished number one in the Big 12 and top five in almost every defensive category you can physically possibly imagine. So is it too bold of a cliff to jump off of to say that this defense will be better than 2021's defense? Well, absolutely. That would be a suicidal type of jump off the cliff, right? But I do know that we're going to be considerably better. So let's break down a little bit of why and the depth chart that will allow us to do so. And we'll kind of break down some of the stats behind last season compared to 2021 and figure out where in the middle ground I think we're going to end up landing this year from a statistical perspective. All right, so first is first. I'm not going to do the designation just for uh, simplistic purposes of whether it be the rover or the bandit safety, right? We're just going to do, like, old-school free safety, strong safety, and then we'll call, like, you know, the, the nickel safety basically being um, the new Kendall Daniels, right? There's one. I already let that out of the bag. All right, so the irony here is be, I'm just going to prerequisite this. I'm going to leave off some names, which we'll get to at the end, and, and I think it's an indication of how good we are not an indication of that individual or those individuals not necessarily living up to the billing at the moment, right? So first of all, in the you know quintessential type of free safety style of role, I definitely think that there's no way we keep Ladarius Webb Jr. off of the field. He could start it at cornerback. like Legitimately speaking, he would probably start opposite of Corey Black over Cam Smith, over Ken Harris, over Cam Apps. Uh, I, I really... I believe in a lot of these guys, but there's no way we keep them off the field. Right. And then we know our safeties are kind of interchangeable and they're all learning all three roles, which is kind of why um, I, I think it's a foregone conclusion to assume that we're going to be any less competitive in 2023. Like the notion of winning six and a half to me is just absolutely preposterous. Right. So one of the safeties that'll be interchangeable, I think maybe fits in the mold. Uh, is going to be somebody like a Nick Session, Um, right behind Ladarius Webb Jr. Uh, Traditional style of strong safety, right, which is going to fit one of our rover, Rover, bandit, striker type of roles. Uh, But that'll be Trey Rucker. Trey Rucker is just a a human torpedo. I don't see any way, again, that he doesn't not only make a big name for himself this season, but it's going to be hard to keep him on the field. His backup, on the other hand, I think in this scenario is going to be even more difficult to keep on the field, and that would be Lyric Rawls. I know, I know. Lyric's going to play a lot of snaps, and really, I... I manipulated this seven ways from Sunday to try to make sure that he was in the starting rotation. But again, I just I don't see how you keep LaDarius Webb Jr.'s speed, athleticism, and knowledge off the field. So I do think Lyric will be a healthy rotational piece on a very consistent basis. Somebody that we already know is not going to come off the field very often. The other safety spot, right, the kind of leader of the safety positions is going to be Kendall Daniels. We already know that. Uh, behind him, I do think Ty Williams is somebody that, again, some of these safeties are interchangeable between the three spots. Uh, But Ty Williams, I think, is definitely going to get some play this year. So he's worth mentioning here. So we have three linebackers now, right? This 3-3-5, which is, again, the base 4-2-5 with that kind of stand-up Von Miller style of linebacker. Uh, Clearly, Xavier Benson is the leader of the defense. He's the guy who kind of got the locker room re-engaged coming into the spring. He's going to step up. He's going to fill a void. And we're going to go over some of the tackles and statistics from last season on him as well and how we can see him improving uh, this coming season. And then behind him, Jeff Roberson. Jeff Roberson Roberson got hurt last year, but before his injury, he was definitely, definitely going to have a starting spot, right? Most people, spring, coming into fall, were thinking that he was going to be ahead of Xavier Benson. And if he wouldn't have got injured last season, he likely was going to be. Again, Xavier stood up this offseason, took that leadership role, took the accountability. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to get it done. And I think he's going to have a good season. But Jeff Robertson is going to be somebody that plays a significant amount. All right. Middle linebacker style of role, right? The old school Brian Urlacher. Brian Urlacher, we've talked about the Dan Campbell chew your knees off guy. That is Justin Wright. I think Justin Wright's going to be able to fill gaps at a much better clip. We've talked about, you know, Mason Cobb leaving. Mason Cobb was a very, very good, very talented athletic linebacker, but he didn't fill go. he didn't fill gaps, he didn't fill holes. Like Justin Reicham. And again, you can't re- replicate that number of tackles. When you have 121 some odd tackles anywhere in the country, you're very, very sought after for a reason. Uh, another guy that's going to play an integral role in kind of the rotational pieces of the linebacker is going to be Donovan, Donovan Stevens. We saw him a decent amount last season, right? Coming at the end of the games and things of that nature. Uh, definitely saw him quite a bit on special teams. And so far, uh, the reports are, are, are good that. He's probably gonna be able to slide in there somewhere. And then uh, moving on to, you know, that that Von Miller guy, we already know who that is. That's gonna be Colin Oliver all day, every day. Nick Martin is another guy who shows up and shows out all spring, really. You know, I, I would be surprised if Nick Martin doesn't get any less than 20, 25 snaps a game. And I know from the defensive perspective, especially at linebacker, you're not you're not doing an exorbitant amount of rotating, but when you have the talent. You're going to want to rotate. The, the The question here is going to be depth, right? Because after you get past the two deep at linebacker, clearly, we've got some questions. We've got some limitations. We've got some issues. So that's a position we really need to try to, you know, make sure we stay healthy in, right? That That's going to dictate a portion of the season. If we're running through our two deep at linebacker, we're going to be in uh, some problems. Same with corner, which we're about to get to, uh, we, we all know about Corey Black. Corey Black has gotten significantly better. Last year, he was caught doing some of the tiki tacky hand-fighting stuff. Obviously, he needs to get better at that this season. He needs to get better, obviously, in the differentiation between zone and man as well. If you're going to jam somebody, you better jam the tar out of him. I think he's going to be able to progress a little bit more this season. And we'll go to the guy right behind him. This one, I went back and forth, back and forth, and you'll see why. When we talk about interchangeability... But DJ McKinney, DJ McKinney had too good of a spring to not crack this too deep. Again, I went back and forth, and you'll see why in a second. Um, So we've got uh, the other cornerback position to go over before we get to the big guys up front, and then we break down some of the statistics. But before we do that, guys, you already know I mentioned bird dogs. Bird dogs is the best thing I have ever put on in my life when it comes to style, comfort, the whole nine yards, right? And... What really makes the difference with bird dogs, as opposed to most everything else other than the comfort, obviously, is the fact that these are a a stretchable khaki style short and it's designed for like the slimmer style fit in the, in the thighs. Uh, so if you got your gains on, you give that, that sculpted look, right? It's, it's good for business. Uh, bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. They work way better. They feel way better. And, you know, realistically, they felt just like a regular short, right? But instead of like the stiff kind of khaki shorts, there's no restriction. There's no, you know, cotton-based stuff that that causes you limitations. They fixed all of the in- in- issues, uh, and they invented the cloud knit fabric that looks just like a khaki, but stretches, and it gives you that way slimmer Gain style look without having to sacrifice any of your mobility, hostility, and agile abilities. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink, sweat-wicking fabric that keeps you cool, dry, and uh, works that way all day long. Day for you. I told you you can work in them, walk in them, fight in them, swim in them. Get yourself hooked up with Bird Dogs right now. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college. Enter the promo code locked on college. Locked on college being all one word for your free Yeti style tumbler that comes with your order. Again, that is birddogs.com slash locked on for a free Yeti style tumbler to come with your order. You won't you won't regret it. And I guarantee you, you'll be uh, you'll be updating me afterwards. And I, I greatly appreciate that about you. All right, guys. So let's jump back into it. Um yeah, so the cornerback position, I think, is if you if you notice, I don't know what intonation just happened. My microphone went kind of wonky on me. Oh goodness gracious! It is what it is. All right, we'll just keep on rocking and rolling here while I try to fix this. Um, yeah, so the other cornerback position, I think, Cam Smith is is definitely going to be uh, the guy right now. Um, but outside of him, Kenneth Harris, the transfer from Arkansas State. He's definitely, definitely a very, very, very good get here. And then we, we've talked about the depth at cornerback, not exactly being what you want, right? I don't think the loss of Jabbar Muhammad is going to show up and show out all that often. Just what we've talked about before with the Ladarius Webb Jr.'s ability to slide in and out and the, the depth that we have at safety, we're going to be fine, right? We don't even have the, the conversation about some of the, the, the guys that we know. We'll be getting a significant amount of playing time. All right. So let's jump over the defensive end spot. This is kind of like corner, where I don't think we're very deep, but the talent that we have, I think, is going to do more than fine, right? Um, the the big time transfer Anthony Goodlow, he's definitely going to man one of the starting spots there. Um, Israel Eschman Hunley, interesting, He's very interesting candidate for somebody that I think is going to get some playing time. He should be in this too deep. But I wouldn't sleep on uh, on a couple more guys. Anyway, so we'll jump on down to the big man himself, a man in the middle, Justin Kirkland. And this 3-3-5, you got to have that guy that can eat up the middle, take on two defenders, open up gaps and lanes for the linebackers and the safeties and bliss packages and so on and so forth. He's going to be that guy. But right behind him, or shall I say, almost right next to him, is going to be Colin Clay. Colin Clay, yes, he dealt with some turf toe this spring, so we didn't see exactly what he could do. But... The times that you did see him, you saw the progression, right? You saw the ability to move mountains and men. Maybe not quite on the Justin Kirkland level, as he said so himself. Justin Kirkland is an absolute animal. But when Justin Kirkland needs a breather, we're going to be just fine. And we've got some more to talk about here. We'll go to the other defensive spot, defensive end spot. I think Cody Waltersheed is somebody that probably should carve out this role. But I really like what I've been seeing out of Nathan Latou. I, I like what Nathan Latou provided in the bowl game. So I think those two individuals will definitely be battling it out there. If I were to bet money right now, I would probably say Nathan latou, Although Cody Waltersheed is probably a, a pretty good option here as well. All right. And then we'll jump into some of the guys that we didn't exactly get to, like Cam Epps. Cam Epps is, is too good to not play, right? there's I don't see any way that we don't get him on the field as much as possible. We've been hearing a lot about Deshaun Buckner, to Kelvin Beeman. These are some of the guys, right? This is the interchangeable part. Are we super deep at cornerback? No, but we've got several DBs that could easily slide over the corner. Like Ladarius Webb Jr. So somebody like a Cameron Epps could do a multitude of things. Uh, Jordan Reagan, he's played corner played safety. He knows how to do a little bit of everything as well. And it, The versatility is going to show up. Now, again, the depth might be a little bit of a concern, but the versatility should be able to mask that. Um, The interchangeable parts that we have at safety, it's not the same at linebacker, but as far as the backups go, I do think that they're all simultaneously learning a couple different spots to be able to move in and out when need be. So the versatility here is going to be something that shines through in this season for me. Uh, We also got a few guys that, you know, I think... Deshaun Brown at defensive end is is going to end up carving out a nice little role this season. I don't know that he's going to be a starter right out of the gate. And I can't guarantee he cracks it too deep, but I have a really strong feeling that he's going to. Throughout the course of the season, I think we see more and more and more Deshaun Brown before he kind of starts coming into his own. Aiden Kelly and Inman Oates are going to have every opportunity afforded to them to win the job behind Colin Clay and Justin Kirkland, right? Aiden Kelly, this is his time. He's been in the system. He's been through the body by glass for a couple of years. He's been in the rotational piece a little bit. And Edmund Oates looks good. I love what I'm seeing at Edmund Oates. And this body by glass that we're going through right now at this very moment, I think it could be something that helps separate him and get him into that next category, that next classification of abilities at the defensive tackle spot, right? So I think, from a defensive perspective, that's kind of how I see it. Obviously, this is uh, the way too early thing, and we know potentially some things are definitely going to change uh, fall camp, whether it be acceleration of somebody's development, whether it be injury-related, hopefully not, obviously. But some of this stuff may change. But if I were to take a stab at it right now, that's kind of what I think I'd be rolling with. So obviously – Let me know down in the comment section what you think, and if you have any uh, disagreements with some of the guys that I I had in there, if you have any questions uh, about any of the guys specifically or some of the guys that I maybe didn't cover, hit me in the comments, let me know, and and I'll make sure to fire, fire away at you. All right, so we need to move on again here, trying to multitask with basically one arm. Now, thanks to this microphone. All right. Like I said, last year we finished eighth in the Big 12 in total defensive categories, right? So we gave up 2,314 yards or rushing. Not good. We gave up 3,350 yards passing on almost nine. a 992 plays. So we almost gave up a thousand plays. We gave up 5,664 yards. 5.7 yards of play. We gave up 47 Tuddies and almost 440 yards a game. And the irony of this, if you think back of it, most of the stats were in the first half. How many times did we get our, our skulls drug in in the first half? And then Derek Mason uh, did a very good job on fixing things coming into the second half. So there's a, quite a few of these games here that we shut teams down in the second half if not obviously we would have been dead last and the stats would be considerably different they would be obviously way worse but when you when you take that in consideration all right uh over 2300 yards rushing we gave up 3400 yards passing we gave up almost 1000 plays we gave up almost 5700 yards almost 6 yards a play almost 50 touchdowns 440 yards like statistically that's a punch in the gut okay And then you go back and you look at, obviously, you know, us from 2021 when we were one of the best defenses in all of America and Ohio State came in and swooped up Jim Knowles away from us. We only gave up 1,227 rushing yards. We only gave up 2,943 passing yards. Now, 900 plays is a little surprising, but we did play 14 games. So that little extra, I, I think, does actually mathematically make a little bit of sense Uh, Gave up 4,170 yards, right? Not not almost Uh, 7,000. 4.6 yards per play. Now, that's what I think we're going to rush for this year, ironically enough. But that's insanely impressive. We gave up 47 tutties last year. We only gave up 26 touchdowns in 2021. And you ready for this? We gave up almost 436 yards a game last season. Uh, In 2021, we gave up 297 yards a game. So if you look at the eighth place, Oklahoma State, and the first place, Oklahoma State, I think the question this season is where in the middle do we lie? And I think to establish that, you need to go back and look at Iowa State last year. Iowa State had the best defense in the Big 12 last year. It wasn't really all that close. And when you look at it compared to 2021, I, th- I think it makes sense. And there's one big stat in here that I want to pay attention to. All right, so... Iowa State gave up 1,288-yard rushing. It's almost 13 yards, 1,300 yards. So a little bit more, obviously, than Oklahoma State 2021. Uh, 2,139, 2,139 passing yards. Uh, pretty daggone impressive. Here's a big stat to me. They only they only gave up 725 plays. But they only played in 12 games. So uh, maybe the, there's there's obviously a little bit of a discrepancy there. So you got to weigh it, but the 4.7 yards carry pretty reminiscent 28 touchdowns pretty reminiscent 286 yards a game. So again, Iowa State last year defensively was fairly reminiscent of Oklahoma State in 2021, even though it's two less games. So again, let's think about that and see if we can't kind of split the difference here. I don't think we're going to give up 2,400 yards passing this season. I also don't think we're only going to give up 1,200 either. So I think uh, you could easily split the difference in here. And you're under 2,000. I'm going to say that we probably give up around 1,800, maybe 1,900 passing yards this season. A rushing yard, sorry. Passing yards, uh, we gave up like 3,600, right? Or 3,400? 3,350, something like that, yeah. So is it going to be the 2,100, 2,400? Probably not. But is it going to be 3,600 yards? No, I don't think so. I think it'll be right around... 3,000, three thousand 3100 ish maybe 3200 yeah let's go 3200 3200 passing yards uh I, I think is reasonable right around that that 13 1300 rushing yards now the plays thing if we control the game and rush for 4.5 4 point6 yards of carry like I'm like uh carry, like I'm feeling we shouldn't be having 900 plays maybe in 14 games so let's say in 13 games uh, I'm gonna say we give up like 820. Yeah, about eight 820. I think uh, pro- probably uh, reasonable. Are we gonna give up what uh, 56, 5700 yards total? No, no. It'll be closer to that 4000. I'm gonna say 46, 47. Now, that one's harder. I'm gonna 47, 4800, 4800. There it is. 4800. All right. Average yards per play. Is it going to be 5.7? No. Is it going to be under five? Yes. Is it going to be 4.6? Probably not. But I would say comfortably right around that 4.9, 5.0 yards per play. Fine with that. Are we going to hold people to 26 touchdowns? Probably not. Are we going to give up almost 50? Probably not. Could you split the difference? Happy medium? Yeah, you could. But I would go closer to 30, so maybe 35. Uh, And then average yards uh, per game. We gave up 436 yards a game last year is it going to be reminiscent of 2021 probably i'm going to say that we give up around 380 a yeah we're getting, we're going to give up about 380 a game okay so if you put all in that in perspective that should put us in the top 4 it could put us in the top 3 in all of the big 12 this coming season even with the the, the full 14 team schedule That's just too much positivity right now. There's too much buy-in right now. There's too much talent right now. That's just, to me, a good recipe, a good recipe for success. And on the other side of the coin, the way that you control the clock, the way that you run the ball, the way that you control the game does have a little bit of an emphasis on what you get creativity-wise and productivity-wise out of your defense. When your defense is on the field for almost 1,000 plays, it's a hard pill to swallow, and it's a hard thing to work out. So if we're closer to 800 plays, and we're rushing for 4.5, 4.6 yards a carry, it's all good news. So yes, we will be better than last year, even with Derek Mason's ability to shut things down at halftime quite often. I do think some of the offenses will be a little bit more potent uh, this year's quarterback class in the Big 12. I would say it's it's better than last year's quarterback class in the Big 12. But even with that, it, it's not even a, a split-the-difference moment. I think we go from eighth to fourth or third. I really do. Maybe I'm just drinking too much orange Kool-Aid. And if I am, let me know down in the comments section. Say, hey, Cody, you're crazy. Or, hey, Cody, you missed this dude. Whatever it is, let me know because I I'm about to get on the road to God's country, Stillwater, America. I cannot wait. Uh, Y'all let me know also down in the comment section uh, while I'm in Stillwater for a couple days, what do y'all think I should check out? My son's got a baseball tournament in Wichita. We weren't going originally, but then I found out it was at my alma mater, Friends University, and it's like, oh, man, it is what it is. So uh, I'll be driving back and forth between Wichita and Stillwater this uh, coming weekend watching baseball. But I'll also be getting eyes on Boone Picking Stadium. I'll be checking out O'Brate. I'll be checking out, obviously, what what we have going on around campus. So, uh, yeah, y'all let me know. If you're going to be in town, shoot me a holler. Shoot me a message. Um, I I, I don't mind swinging through and having a beer with darn near anybody. It's been a while. I can't wait. I don't think I'm conditioned for the strip. I'll probably be three drinks into the win, but it is what it is. I'm prepared for this drive. I'm excited. I cannot wait to get back to God's country. You guys holler at me. Let me know what I missed, what I got right, what I should add, what I should subtract, and what y'all have going on this weekend. If you're going to be around God's country, let me know. All right, y'all. As always, I love you. God bless. Go pokes. There went the rest of the mic. All righty. Bye now.